0: Hello and welcome to the Circuit Clouds Podcast, the official podcast of United League Baseball. Fine purveyors of fake baseball since, you know, put any date on it you want. Um, I am Chicago Colts GM Lance Mueller and I am here with Boston Federals GM Glenn Reed. Say hello, Glenn. Yeah, yo. And Cleveland Barons GM Charlie Qualls. Say hello, Charlie. I am good. Thanks for asking. Well, you know, I never do, but it's good to know. Just a little note off the top here. The commissioner will not be with us tonight. He is in the middle of a big cross-country move, so um, we wish him the best of luck with that. Um, so tonight's podcast, we thought we would jump into uh, taking a look at the nineteen seventy nine draft pool and uh, give some thoughts on that. Um, maybe do uh, give some predictions on who we think will go top five. Uh, just our general per, uh, perception of this draft and that uh, that sort of thing. But uh, before we do that, we're going to take a look back at uh, some recent drafts and maybe look at some players and where where they're at now, how they've developed, that sort of thing. Um, I'm going to start uh, with Charlie because I think he got some uh, some thoughts on uh, this '79 draft, maybe in comparison to uh, a previous draft poll that we've uh, had.
1: Yeah, I uh, I went back to '69. Um, anything before that, I think it's too too long ago and programs change and all that but uh i i I kind of zeroed in on this one because it looks a little similar in that looks like there's a lot of positive arms coming through this draft there's mostly like relievers and that's how it felt in 69 that the the top half of the first round was very uh reliever friendly so uh, i just wanted to go through that draft just the first round of that real quick and see where those people are and uh Uh, Basically, the idea was I went back on old drafts and trying to look for any clues (laughs) on how to draft this draft. And the one constant is that it is a total crapshoot. I mean, there are no guarantees. Uh, I mean, there are very few guarantees. And uh, anyways, so I'm just looking at the 69 draft. Okay, so we're starting with the first pick overall was Andy Messersmith, which was a starter. I think we all agreed. That was the far and away uh, first pick. That that should have been the first pick. It was. He was ready to go. Uh, didn't spend a day in the minors, and crapped out pretty quickly. <laughs> he, uh, he he's still playing. He's still on Atlanta, I believe. He's uh, he, you know he's on a team in flux. So he's he's just kind of a warm body right now. He's not horrible, but he's not great. But he's still around. Uh, Second pick was uh, kind of a surprise, I think. Larry Heisel, which if you look back, he wasn't – he didn't look like that great of a prospect. Um, It was kind of a mystery pick, and he's been less than exciting. He's had a platoon career, decent defense. And then who's next? Uh, Jim McAndrew was third, who was six-eight-eight from the get-go, ready to go four-and-a-half-star reliever. And he had a couple of adequate seasons. And he's been bouncing around the minors since 72. So, again, this is a guy we thought, he's ready to go. He's, he doesn't have to cook at all, slam him right into the lineup, and nothing. Uh, number four, the great Raleigh Fingers, who, again, was ready to go. 8.98 were his ratings wow. from the start. Was like, and he's, he got hurt in 71. I don't know how much of a fa- factor that was. He's been a non-factor since. You guys can jump into anytime if comes something comes to mind. Uh, five Al Santorini, uh, midland career, four-star reliever at the time. He's had a. He's still around, right? He's got a couple World Series rings. Uh, Roger Nelson, again below-average career. He had four-eight-eight potential, which we're seeing a lot of those guys in this draft. Uh, Bobby Mercer for Boston, the first. Uh, other than Heisel, the first hitter, he's had an spectacular career. Yeah, uh, Bill Stoneman who, those are bust. I never, a lot of busts.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, a lot of bus Never went anywhere. He's a, he's a minor leaguer now. And then we start with nine. All right, down the line: Al Oliver, Carl Taylor, Clay Kirby, Carlos May, who are all you know. Uh, Clay Kirby was he had a breakout year. Otherwise, those are good Ab, guys. Serviceable. But those three guys are all you know, big deals right now on their, te- on their respective teams. So, anyways, and then just let me keep a couple of the later rounds. Uh, we had 16 was Don Money, 20, Don McGinn, 21, Alan Foster, 25, Bill Butler, 35, Marv Rettenmond, 43, Jim Rooker, 50, Frank Reberger, 57, Mike Torres. So, the late rounders had a lot more success, I would say, than the first seven, eight picks. So anyways, another interesting thing about that draft, there were six picks traded in that. One particularly interesting one, I don't know if you remember this, <laughs> one guy traded all his picks, all five of his picks in that draft for a dude named Marty Patton.
2: <laughs> no way! No, do you remember, remember that. Come on! I think it was. I don't me. remember this. It would have been me, but Marty Patton. It was. It was Atlanta. Yeah, that's, that was you, me. You Atlanta at the time? Yeah, that's me. But I don't remember I, Marty Patton. I must have got something else. Shoot, I know. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're a guy, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. That's why people say like I make good trades. Look at that, dude! I make some horrible trades. I was like, "That can't be real." You traded all your picks for
1: Marty Patton, and I had to look him up. And I (laughs) hadn't. I never heard of the guy. He was on my team. You (laughs) traded him to me like two months later, (laughs) just to get rid of him. Probably seriously. I don't know what. Maybe he was better. Do
2: that <laughs> thing. I couldn't, the draft. Draft. I couldn't <laughs> make the draft. I
1: couldn't be
2: bothered to <laughs> like do the scouting. I'm like, dude, just take
1: him. Just Give me a somebody. dart. Hit Marty Patton. It was like, there was nothing. There was nothing spectacular about that guy, even as dude, a prospect.
2: That, that is brilliant, dude. But looks so brilliant. Look at some of the names
1: that were traded for those picks: Gene Conley, Ron Reed, who was a 68 draft pick, Ron Santo, Mike De La Haz, Joe Coleman. So, I don't know. There's something to that trading for your trading your draft picks for dudes.
2: As long as they're not named Marty Pad. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you know what? For real, though, I think what happened there is I probably traded two years' worth of draft picks at one time, right? I'm, I'm going to guess that's what happened. Like, I traded, like, you know, let's just say whatever this is. Just
1: threw that name in. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: So, I, I think that's what happened. I mean, that's the I only way I could make it make sense. You know. what happened. Otherwise, I was, like, high as a kite at
1: the time, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, just the next few years, I want to just get some of the top draft picks and see where they're at. So, like, 70, we had uh, one and two were Bernie Carbo, Amos Otis.
2: That's brilliant. Then Dermot Monson,
1: Berkley Jerry Royce, Craig Nettles. Yeah, Billy Gabarka, G- G- my <laughs> yeah.
0: Grab my what's-a-wits. Uh, Cesar Sedanio,
1: C- Rick Fossey, Dave Cash, Elliot Maddox. So that wasn't bad. And then uh, the later rounds didn't have much. Steve McNorry was 30. And then, of course, Mickey Rivers, the big swoop at 45. That was a big one.
0: Well, let's not, forget, then, let's, let's not miss out bigger. on uh, World Series MVP. Harry Parker at 42.
1: Was he Harry Parker? Yeah, that
0: was Harry Parker. I'm sure. I mean, also this shows that,
1: you.
2: Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, you
1: go. that year was infamous for a couple of undrafted guys. One named Tom Greve.
0: Yeah, Tom Greve,
1: and uh, Tim Foley, who you know is pretty solid. He eventually yeah. became Denver's first pick in the expansion draft. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, he, he never part. did much with the bat, but he never strikes out, and he's got like career 984 fielding. So. It was but, you know, don't don't go low on those guys that are yeah. undrafted. There was like fifty of them that year. So <laughs> That's
0: crazy. That
2: was that
1: was, Luke, to be sure.
0: Well, but, again,
2: anyways, well, I was just gonna say, dude. This draft shows the late round value picks. Are I mean, every I mean, there's tons of guys. Wilcox, you know, Twitchell. Gogoluski, Rivers, I mean, there's so many, Harry Parker, Minori, I'm still using Mings now as my setup guy, right? Forge. I mean, there were so many good guys late in this draft. So, yeah, I think that proves, I mean, isn't that a strategy That's a lot really of people good. use or some people use, right, it's just to accumulate late late picks? It's for this, right? I mean, you get your great value picks, and because the salary slot is 350000 or 500000 yeah. There's just there's tremendous value in the late picks. I yeah. think this one shows it.
0: For sure.
1: All right. So and, and yeah, the let's see, let's skip to seventy one. We got Vita Blue, Matt Lack. Matt Lack. King, yep. Kingman was a lot better before. He's kind of you know, uh, J.R. Richard, George Foster, yep. Evans, Daryl Porter, Ted Simmons, Bill Lee, Russ Grimsley. Most of those guys panned out pretty well. And then later rounds, you got 15 Chambliss, 16 McAnally, 24 Garvey, 28 Burt Hooten, 40 Rennie Stanett. Yeah, so, yeah, like I said, third round, right? Don't sleep on those. Yeah. yeah, don't sleep on those
0: picks. Yeah, I mean, you got 47.
1: Stinnett was, was got, a fourth round
2: pick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, you got Eric Soderholm at 47. You got Bill Greff, the middle, great middle reliever, closer guy at 50. Yeah. I mean,. Yep, yeah, yeah,
2: yep.
1: So, and uh, again, there were there were a number of traded picks. I think uh, let's see, seventy-two. Russell, of course, I traded my butt off to get that guy, and then yeah, what happened?
0: Yeah, what happened to uh, that guy? <laughs> also traded your butt off uh, to get rid of him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Schmidt was number two. Medic, Gossage, Bumbry, Orda, uh, Rich Coggins, fifty-seventh in that. Yeah, in that draft fifty-seventh, and he's like four hundred on base for his career. (laughs) (laughs) Ridiculous. Yep. Uh, And then 73 was kind of a weak one. George Brett, which I drafted, and I swear I can't remember. I don't remember drafting him. (laughs) Uh, uh, Steve Rogers, Winfield, came out of that early draft, early rounds. Um, But nobody... Otherwise, that was was a pretty weak year. Uh, 74, Yount, uh, which finally is starting to... Payoff. fred lynn Montefusco, who's solid porsche uh number 41 that year with bruce bokti so anyways i didn't want to go any further than that because anything past 75 those guys are still we're still waiting to see what's happening with most of those guys but 75 ron gidry the first pick of 75 that was uh that hasn't paid off
2: Uh, He's been wrecked by injuries, though, right? I mean, that's the other thing. You can't account for injuries. It's hard to account for injuries.
1: Yeah. 76, Bruce Suter was first. 77, Mitchell Page. Not bad.
2: Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. So, I mean, to me, this. uh, so thank you for this, Charlie. Also, it just validates, and this draft class also validates how good 77 was and what an outlier 77 is, right? I mean, in 77... I mean, we talked about this at the time. The last pick in the third round was Hackman Leonard, seven seven four, I think, or seven seven five. And now there's one guy in the draft that's seven seven five. He could be the second pick, right? I mean, <laughs> Kurt Gibson, Kurt <Kirk> Gibson, seven seven five versus Jeffrey Leonard went number forty two overall. So to me, that seventy seven draft was utterly insane. And so, you know, that was the. Uh, major league expansion year unfortunately the next major league expansion year is until 1993 so it doesn't do a lot for <laughs> i have to wait 15 uh, years to catch another crazy draft. i like that it's um it's realistic in
1: that sense where there are no guarantees i mean you can go down a list of real life first rounders who you've never heard of right and you never will right uh, including first round first pick overall you know so and then you know you got piazza those guys who pop up late and yeah you know so i like that it's realistic like that if there were guarantees it wouldn't be any
0: that's true that is very true what's your uh, overview on 79 uh, Glenn, what do you what's your, uh, your first impression just overview on everything
2: dude i mean it's hard. i mean again so on the one hand there is actually decent talent. So I don't want to say that there's not, you know, that everybody's a buster. Right. But in general, I think there's very few guys that are ready or close to being major league ready. Right. So that that to me was a bit of a shocker. Again, in these other drafts, you can find guys who just like step out of the draft and onto the field and they play. Right. But here it just felt like, man, there's so few guys that are really actually ready. Um, so, I mean, to me, that's a bit disappointing. But again, but in terms of talent, there are some decently, or quite a few, you know, guys with good talent, actually.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the, the, obviously the issue with that to not being a lot of out of the box, ready guys is it's going to be interesting to see what uh, GMs with those first round picks, particularly high first round picks, are willing to go after, knowing that they're going to have to wait around for, for, for hopefully somebody to develop you know so i think that opens up the door maybe for guys maybe to take flyers on people that they may not you may not normally think to go like say top six or something but you know you look at somebody and just go like well you know this guy's as good as this guy over here possibly depending on how he develops so like let me take a shot at this guy um but i also think it maybe opens the door for guys who can develop or may develop to to slide down further in the draft also led to lower first round, we know. How about you, Charlie? Any impressions, first impressions of Yeah, this?
1: overall, I think there's just so many guys who are just, who need so much work. And it's going to be interesting. we got new guys in the league who we don't know their tendencies or, you know, are they going to be, are they going to look at that name, like Tim Raines, and go, oh my God, it's Tim Raines. I mean, what? How do you pass up that guy? But he's like so far behind.
2: Right. But on the other
1: hand, he could be the next Robin Young if you're waiting, if you're willing to wait three years. You know, if his if he comes into his own by the time he's 21, he could he could be dominant. So he maybe he's a guy like you said. You take a flyer on him. You it, it maybe a team who's tearing down right now and rebuilding. Like, well, I got the time. To, to wait on this guy and, and, and pray that he lives up to his potential. Yeah. And yeah, there's so there's just so few guys that are just, you're going to, that are going to be stuck in the lineup on day one. And, but then how high do you take those guys? I mean, is that, should those guys go, you know, higher or lower? You know, I guess it just depends on the team. Some teams are more ready for that. I think it's kind of a curse having those higher picks. It's like you said, it's like, you feel like you've got to get so much value out of this pit. Right. And, you know, and that's, those are where the bus biggest bus come from, obviously.
0: Sometimes, um, Yeah, for sure. And it's, anyways. you know, then again, this spending the, you know, the 2.6 million or the 2.2 2 million to yeah. to wait for that guy to, to become something. Right. And, and, you know, how, how patient can you be, you know, but it's the reality is, is like, you're going to, you know you're gonna spend that money anyways, unless of course you trade those picks away, which is, you know, I, I, there's a possibility. I mean, this is this is a draft where I think that's a possibility for some some teams with higher draft slots, you know, maybe not uh, maybe not Detroit number one, but I honestly any I mean we already know LA has put number two out there. You know, for somebody if if, if Pete can agree to a trade with somebody, it's like, I mean, this this is a draft where like, you could see. Guys trading away first round draft picks like you haven't seen in a long time, and uh, you know just just because of the, just because not wanting to to spend that kind of money to with the keeping your fingers crossed that somebody's going to turn into something in three seasons or four seasons of, of minor league experience. So you know it's going to be interesting once we get closer to the act draft actually happening see if some of those trades actually get pulled off. My first impressions was I to me. It, just based in, on you know talent possibilities, this this is a um, a year where I think we might see a lot of arms go early. We might see a lot of it seems like the the, the depth here is in arms, both in starting pitchers and relievers. And I think there's there's a good chance that we might see a run on pitchers in in uh, in the first round, including p- potentially. Even some relievers going top ten, which is something that we don't see that often. It's it's kind of a rare thing. I think we there's a potential that we might see, you know, two or three relievers go. I mean, of guys who I have earmarked as being you know ready to play or close to it, where you could slot them in. I think you know, I have like four relievers who could probably come out of the draft and go into a bullpen somewhere and be of use. Where there's one position player, maybe two, one starting pitcher maybe, you know. So I, I think there's a shot that we may see um, you know, some guys again maybe take flyers on those relievers cuz there's some there are some good looking relievers coming out of this draft. Definitely. And there's some
1: guys you never heard of. <laughs> like, this Cornwell guy, who who's this guy? He yeah. looks like he's ready to go. You know, and
0: so yeah. I mean yeah, there was the one thing that did surprise me and I tend I tend to do a little like uh, because the, the, the draft poll is is um, posted in total UL so if, if anybody doesn't know that uh, in the league if you go if you get the total UL and you go to the draft tab and go all the way down the draft poll for the next, I think, up to eighty-two is posted, so you can get an advanced idea of who's going to be coming available. And I like to look at that uh, when we get close to the end of season or in the off early off season, and just look at them in real life. And yeah, this Bill Caldwell, Cal- Caldwell, he didn't have much of a real career, but he did. He was one of the highest. Uh, strikeouts per nine guys reliever, so I think maybe that's translating into him be looking like a real, yeah. like a real yeah. stud. I mean, he's he and Guy Hoffman, who I think may be Trevor Hoffman's brother, just based on his photo on a Baseball Reference, he looks a lot like Trevor Hoffman. um uh-huh. they're, they're they're the only. I mean, they're, they're both guys who you know could sum to twenty two, which is that's a that's a pretty decent reliever summing to twenty two. So, yeah. but then you look at guys like. You know, Jeff Reardon and, um, like, Dan Quisenberry. And there's a couple other guys who, like, in real life had, you know, 200, 300 saves. But here on paper, they don't look that impressive. So it's an interesting yeah. kind of mix.
1: Yeah, even Righetti, even Righetti is, is, Righetti is looking a little, I don't know. You think that guy's going to be lights out, but, you know, what, 696 potential? Still got a ways to go. He's got three stamina, so you might try him as a starter. But again, he's only 19.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the game is the game is projecting him as a starter, which is interesting, even with the three stamina. So that's one of those things where it's like somebody might see that, see that 696, see the name Dave Regretti, and like – you know go like screw it i'm gonna take a flyer on him i'm gonna pick him seven or eight and like maybe he'll turn into a you know a pretty stud pitcher and in my starting rotation as to where you know now he looks like he would be a reliever but you just never know you know
2: i think uh rags he's six nine six right now listen as a reliever so when you transition these guys from reliever to starter they give up a point of stuff so so five, nine, six, I, I think that's the same as McGinn had last year. And, and almost I mean, those are the exact ratings he had five, nine, six and he was quite good. Right. Yeah. And this guy's got like four or five pitches. So, I mean, I, yeah, to me rags, I have Allen rags Hoffman on my reliever or my relievers who could start list. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I have no problem taking this guy, or I have no picks. I, I would have no problem taking Rigetti in the first round, and you know, viewing him as a viable starter. Yeah, I right? mean,
0: I mean, the, the game in game, he literally it says current. It says it says starter. So okay, I mean the the position says reliever. So you're right. I mean, yeah, if yeah, you yeah, get yeah. him on your team and you say, okay, I'm going to make you a starter, and yeah, you're right. He might get the tick down from like the, yeah, the, yeah. his the five might be this as high as his stuff goes, but even so. If he can get, if he can max out on the movement and max out on the control, it still makes him a, a it makes him a twenty, which is you know it's pretty solid. Yeah,
2: you know,
0: no, that's quite good. Yeah, six nine six as a starter,
2: like for example, that's a San Francisco Bob Moose is a six nine six starter, right, with a bunch of pitches. So, and he's been amazing for years. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, yeah, Regetti's. I think he's quite good. I would have no. Like I guess I would have no problem taking that guy in the first round.
0: With the picks I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think one of the interesting things about the position players in this pool is that you're right, there are very few guys who are, who are look ready to go. Um, there are very few guys who, based on the, 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 the metric that you like to do, which is uh, uh, contact, home run power, and yeah. um, I, I, there's only three dudes who... Uh, have potential of summing to 20. Um, But there are 12 guys who have the potential of having seven contact or better, which is, you know, so it's this weird kind of like it's sort of deep, but then it's not really deep. It's like, you know, yeah, it's going to, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see how this draft shakes out and who guys decide Like have value based on these these ratings. It's it's one of the more confounding drafts we've had in a while. I think there's 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 some teams that are more
1: conducive to taking a guy like that. Like they're they've got enough prospects that they can afford to let a guy rest for a while. So I think it just depends also on what you need, any holes that are coming up that you foresee filling. You know, so you just never know what's going on. In the guy's mind until he makes that pick. And even then,
2: you may still not know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this. So, this... I
2: mean, yeah, go
0: ahead. You go. No, I was going to say this. this... Well, this this I'm sort of I'm going to reference you directly because this, looking at this starting pitching pool, like this is this is a Glenn Reed wet dream pitching pool because there yeah, are 100 percent there yeah. are so many guys who are four eight eights which is like right up your yep. alley yep. you know and they yep. s- that yep. sum to 20. I mean there's six dudes who sum to 20 or better if they if they yep. fill out their potential, but yep. there are four of them four I think maybe even five who are who are four eight eights. Charlie Lee Charlie Frank Pastor, Rick Mahler, yeah, Tudor yeah. uh John Tudor, yeah, and then you got Lamar yeah. Hoyt, who's a four eight ten. I'm Dude, gonna... I love Lamar Hoyt, bro. I mean that's like twenty two
2: for a yeah. starter. That's amazing, yeah but he's got a lot of cooking to do, and he just turned yeah. twenty three. So do you guys know and so so definitely twenty three and twenty four you're still developing. I think you still cook when you're twenty five. But that's kind of borderline, right? Do you guys know yeah. this? So you can still develop when you're 25. Yeah. You still can, not but it's it's a long shot. I think it's a long shot. Yeah. So because that because that that matters because he just turned 23. So basically, you have you have all of 23, all of 24, and maybe it slows down at 25. So because he has a lot of cooking to do, but 22. Yeah. I mean, dude, that is he's also awesome. Got, he's also got he's got six pitches,
1: but yes. none of them are very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no they're all, like average yeah. like yeah, yeah. you know so it, it's hard to it's hard to know whereas this you know where this- going back to this coddle guy who's got three pitches like nine nine seven and he's cooked' they're he's, amazing. Done. he's yeah, ready yeah, yeah, to go. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. i mean yeah,
1: yeah. i think I've just yeah. talked to myself into drafting that guy
0: <laughs> well he's got a lot i mean the thing about coddle is he's got a long way to go on his movement so his stuff is awesome and he's yeah it's yeah. already fully developed but he's only got a three on his movement right now so and like one of his pitches is a fastball but if that fastball is 95 miles an hour and straight that guy's going to get yeah. hammered so yeah he's got to develop a little bit too but he's 21 so you know he's got time as well um
2: so what about this idea so he has a two stamina i mean i'm think i mean he has three excellent pitches so that would qualify him to be a starter but the two stamina so what if you took him and put him in the minors as a starter i mean do you think or in your experience do guys gain stamina that way
0: i mean it's just random
2: right yeah yeah i mean he might gain
0: a little bit but it's like i've i've sort of been forced into that with my horrible sort of minor league um basically zero prospects so i've had a lot of Sort of relievers yeah. put in just had had to be starters, and most of them don't tend to develop their stamina very much. I mean, they yeah. might get a little bump yeah. up, but I yeah. think the, getting enough bump ups to being the kind of stamina that you want them to be to be a reliable starting pitcher, yeah, uh, that's that's tough.
2: Well, okay, so a two stamina reliever, that's actually quite useful, though, right? I mean, you can use yeah. him frequently. He can pitch more than one inning at a time, right? So. So yeah, so Cotto he was the top of my reliever list, right? So yeah, he could be quite good. Mark Clear looks pretty solid. Um, that guy, that guy could be
1: first rounder. He's a closer, I think. Yeah, hundred like, percent. He he's could a, be, and he could fit. He could fit right in like day one. He's only got two pitches, but they're good
2: yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. So he's not starting, but yeah, he would be a really good nah, reliever. Yeah, but he he could be a closer straight up.
0: Yeah. Yeah I mean yeah, I mean Lamar Hoyt obviously I'm with you Glenn I mean he looks like he could be something special if he can make it right? to those numbers but you're right he's 20, 20 23 already 23 yeah. and he's got a, a long way to go particularly in his control so that sort of means to me that Mike Scott kind of jumps to the head of the starting pitcher list, I think. Yeah. You know, I think so. he's
2: pretty well developed. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. Yeah. You got, no, he's just
1: a guy who's that balanced. You can't, you can't pass up a guy like that.
2: I mean, even if he's six,
1: seven, seven or seven, seven, six or so, you know, that's still, you, you like those guys. They're, they're dependable. And if he can get there, he's 22. I mean, he probably will.
0: Yeah, I mean he's twenty two in three hundred plus days, so he's going to be twenty three before the season starts. But even so, you're right. I mean, and again, I mean he's looking to looks like he's going to have if he develops them all, you know, three really solid pitches. So I mean that's a guy. I mean, I feel like he's going to be he'll be the first pitcher to go in the draft. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Also, um, looking at position players, I mean, obviously, I think Ricky. I mean, Ricky feels like the only guy right now who you can draft him. He's not fully cooked yet, but I mean, you know, he's already a seven contact. He's, he's one real thing he obviously needs to develop is his home run power. I mean, he's coming out of the out of out of the pool with a one out of a possible six, so that's not. Great, but the fact that that six possibility is there super attractive. But all the rest of his, I mean, I would take this guy uh, with a seven contact and a six eye and a five gap power. And I mean, forget about the wheels on him yeah. for crying out loud. And yeah. I mean, yeah. if he's he didn't, also if he didn't contact Sean about getting trying to get this guy. Then yeah, not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, I mean, and not only that, but and uh, and, and
1: that's, I'm not saying who knows if Sean's even going to take him, but you know. If he were to land on a team, say like Detroit, the dude doesn't need to hit home runs.
2: Yeah, He just
1: needs to get on base. Right. And the dude's behind him, do all the power lifting.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, worst case, if he doesn't develop, you got a guy who can play seven left field, and it's, he's going to be at 10 speed his whole life. So yeah. I, I don't think
0: that's a bad pick
1: on any day.
0: No, no. I mean, I feel like, I, I, I mean, if, if you go to a team that. Wants to. I mean, there are there are teams in our league, obviously, that, that doesn't that don't really utilize the steal at all. They don't find it something that's part of their offensive attack. But with him, I mean, it's like that guy. I would predict he's gonna he's gonna have the the as long as he doesn't get hurt. He's gonna have the stolen base record by the time his career is over with. I mean, a ten speed and a ten stealing ability. Forget about it. I just put that guy in yeah. like, every single time. Just be like, run, Ricky, run, Ricky, run.
2: I, I think he has to be the first pick, to be honest, because. Back to this thing we've already discussed, there's so few guys that are developed, even though there's guys with great talent. Again, you know, Hoyt, 22 rated starter, but he's nowhere near developed and he's old. Right. So you have this like huge risk and you're paying the guy three million dollars from day one. So to me, like having the first pick, it's like you're just so incentivized to go with the guys that have the low. Like low development risk, right? I need—I guarantee—if I'm going to spend three million, the guy has to perform, right? Yeah. And Ricky's the, about the only guy in the draft that is like he's ready to perform, or like you yeah. said, Mark Clear. But you're not going to take—you're not going to take Mark, you know, Clear number one, right? So, um, so I think to me it has to be it has to be Ricky. Like I just think like the logic of the salary dictates it has to be him,
1: you know. But if Sean, if you're listening,
2: we're not. <laughs> you can still trade the pick. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 there you go. But after that, my question is, who's two? To me, that's the biggest oh question. God. It's not who's one,
0: it's who's two. All right, before before we get to that, I want to say, like, the, yeah, I mean, if you sort of filter through all of the rest of the position players, I mean, honestly, there's only one other guy who looks like you could draft him and put him in your lineup, and that's – uh this guy i never heard of, uh, John Castino. Castino. Yeah.
1: Who's, yeah, yeah. He's,
0: he's a very solid defensive second and third baseman. But, yeah. I mean, he's got a seven contact, five gap power, you know, yep. six avoid Ks out of eight pot, you know, potential. I mean, he, most of his skills are already developed now. So, yeah. He, he's a dude. But, I mean, you're not, who's going to draft John Castino? Like, honestly, not only top five, who's going to draft this uh, guy?
1: I got a whole. Got a big hole at third base right now. No, so. there
0: we go. Well, I mean, I'm taking a hard look. W- yeah, we we've taken a hard look at your big holes. That's so, you know. <laughs> your big holes, bro. No,
2: I, honestly, second base in this draft, second base is amazing. Tommy Her is really good yeah. talent wise, really good defensively, yeah. really good on the
0: bases. Love that guy.
2: So, but he's underdeveloped. Bernazard, seven four seven. That right. is like a legitimate, you know. World Series level leadoff hitter guy. Right. And If you could get that from second base, right. Castino, seven, four, five. Everybody says Stinnett is a great second baseman. He's seven four six. That's only one difference between Castino and Stinette, right? And Stinnett, or Castino's ready to go, like you said. Flannery, seven, three, seven. He still has cooking to do. So I think there's four, you know, really good second basemen in this draft. And I actually want to put a plug in, so kind of my I don't even know this is a wild card, but the guy who I think could be number two legitimately is Dickie Thon,
0: yeah, Dickie Thon is my definitely top he's in the top five yeah, he has to be yeah the
2: seven five five shortstop right I exactly. mean that's Robin Yount is seven six six, yeah, right, so you're two ticks away from Robin now he's not a gold lover, but he's but he's still green, he's a six or seven seven defensively, right yeah, so yeah, so i I really think. I mean again, Sean didn't already have Trammell. I would I think you could make a case for Dickie Thon, number one. But um, so I would say Dickie Thon to me you could make a strong case for number two if you don't go Mike Scott, then Dickie Thon is right there, I think. Well, I think the I think my sleeper in
1: the first round is Mickey Hatcher. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Man, I mean, how do you <laughs> that could be number two. I think. I mean, here's a guy who doesn't strike out when he's yeah. developed. He shouldn't strike out. He's got eight contact. Plays what five positions? <laughs> he
2: can play every position. And man.
1: he plays left field pretty good. He's got a yeah. Gold Glove left fielder. And yep. then the other ones aren't too bad. Four, 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 five. Yeah. You know, yep. and and I think he can pitch somewhere. I think. <laughs> he gets, you know, I mean, if that guy develops, you've you got the ultimate guy who can just play anywhere.
2: Yep.
1: And so, and he's at first and third base here. You don't really need a, a super glove guys there, you know? So I, I don't know. I, I like that guy a lot and I'm, I'm taking a hard look at him too.
2: Well, he could play center. Guys, I, this I, mean, right yeah. I mean, the guy, if, if, if he develops right, eight, three, yeah. five center fielder, he would be yeah. one of the very best center fielders in the game, even though defensively you are giving up something, but, yeah. but I mean just to have a guy with eight contact and a five eye in center field I mean there's so few guys that are that good
0: despite I mean despite his the, the need for him to have to develop a really 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 long way I still think I still think rock reigns goes number two overall I mean if he I mean a potential to be a, a nine contact, just because uh, of the talent, yeah, just yeah. a nine contact, and you know, just yeah. a, just a tick below Ricky as far as speed, but I mean, stealing ability. I mean, this guy's got crazy wheels. You know, he's going to steal bases all day long. Plus, he's a switch hitter. You know, yep. You know, and he's eighteen years old, so he's got the time to to, yep. to cook in the minor leagues and become a superstar. I mean, yeah, a nine yep. a nine four seven. You know, contact power, I and then the potential eight at avoiding keys, which means that guy's you know, there's a leadoff hitter right there. If He can develop that yep. eye and that avoiding case and, yep. and be a nine contact. I mean, that's a that's a 350 hitter all season long, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, if I had that number two spot, Pete, if I had that number two spot, <laughs> Pete, if you're listening, if I had that number two spot, uh, yeah. I, I, would, uh, I would take Tim Raines uh, all day long. I mean, and there's definitely some... But new... also,
1: he's very tradable if you just draft him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> kind of
1: like a kind of like a Lou Whitaker situation. It's true. You got to draft; him, he's such a good
0: prospect. That is very true. <laughs> There's always the draft and trade possibility.
2: You know who could use this guy? Remember St. Louis? Like last year, I think right, um, right at the time we got the new GM, he took uh, Lonnie Smith. Lonnie Smith, I think, is also like a nine five seven or nine four seven. So. He could take Tim Reigns and pair those two guys, and if they get there, he'll have like the most explosive outfield in the game. You know.
0: Well, who else? Who else are we looking going oh, top we got five? Gibson. We Gibson.
1: Haven't talked about Gibson. Gibson,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. So another leader with some speed. Yeah, and he's already coming in with, yeah. with with some ratings at all three outfield positions. So he's got a little bit of, I guess, a jump. But yeah. Again, yeah, got some speed, got some stealing ability also. Um, and yeah. So seven, he's the
2: only guy in the draft. Yeah, he's the only guy in the draft with a seven power. That's what you were going to say, right?
0: Yeah, seven, seven, six. So yeah, that seven power yeah. is obviously very attractive to somebody. Um, yeah, he know. might be a good fit. In Denver or. Right. He could, I mean, he could be a monster if he develops. For sure. But, yeah, I mean, that was. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think.
1: How, again, how he do you He's got a long ways to go, but how do you pass a guy like
0: that up yeah i mean i definitely i mean i look at to me i had, I had kirk gibson in the in the four slot with uh with mike scott going in the three slot um, who's your
2: number two bro uh
0: tim reigns like i said oh so you say reigns yeah, yeah. i take Rains all day long with with that two pick all pete, right all right fair enough if you're listening pete um <laughs> All right. Who else? Who anybody else? Uh, what other top five guys are we looking at? Anybody? Who else just jumps out?
1: Well, let me get. Let me just go to like. I don't know how much you pay attention to the "quote unquote" experts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at okay. us,
1: bro. Lamar, you put Lamar White first as the best as the
2: number one pick. Well, he's the highest-rated pitcher. Yeah, he is the highest-rated starter. I
1: guess. Yes, they got Ricky down at six. Tim Raines nah. is nowhere on the list. Yeah, that's oh, silly. Man. I never. So, uh, so did we? I guess we got Tudor, Libra I mean, I don't know what. Do these things ever pan out? Are we anybody paying attention to those? I, or is I was, it like the yeah. so-called major league experts, where you just you don't know, you just hope the guy works out.
0: Yeah, I don't really even like. I don't remember how guys were how they were really rated last year either it it, it seemed to me a little bit like similar to this where they they had guys you know listed number one overall or top five where it was like yeah i mean okay but i don't think that's how the draft ended up shaking down in in my recollection so yeah i don't really pay too much about too much attention to what the uh the expert the in-game expert says about guys necessarily yeah Yeah. i i tell you
1: but like one, two, three for me was always been Ricky Reigns and Scott, and then like you said, it, it could just literally be anybody after that. I mean, it feels like there's no slam dunk four or five. And I've
2: been are we doing our four. top fives? Or is that what we're doing? Our top fives? Well, we're just
0: sort of, we. Oh, I don't know. We've sort of talked around them in that in the, in a sense, not necessarily specifically one, two, three, four, five, but yeah, I think. I mean, unless there, is there any other takeaways, anything that you're looking at, Glenn, and just in, in the uh, overall I mean, of this? I don't know. Well, I mean, it, with respect to the it
2: top five, on what you need. It, it does depend on what you need. With respect to the top five, to me, Dickie Thon has to be in the top five because there are so few shortstops that are that good. So I'm going to go Ricky Dicky Reigns, Scott Gibson. Yeah. So I go Ricky Dicky rain Scott Giff. So I give you four position players and Scott. I really like Lamar Hoyt, 22 talent. That is amazing for a starter, but the development risk and the age puts me off. If I had to take a reliever, though, I could take Hoddle in the top five. I mean, that would be like my upset special, I guess, right? But um, But, I mean, he's, again, 976. That's a 22, right? So... A 22 reliever who can with a good stamina and good pitches who can pitch all the time, and maybe if he gains a point of stamina, he could start. That
0: would be amazing, Charlie. What about you?
2: Yeah,
1: I, I, I mean, I didn't really look at Don because I, because of Ozzy, <laughs>
2: right? Know, right. Exactly. right, I,
1: I If yeah. I didn't have Ozzy, I, I would have to seriously look at this guy. The only thing that's, scary, I mean, I, I, he's a seven, which is workable at shortstop. Yeah. Yeah, I just I really need somebody with a glove there, man. I just, I just, I need a gold glove guy. Every, you know, a guy who's going to be up for it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I just, it's a mental thing, or I just, I just got to have a guy who's who's gold. So, anyways, uh, but I definitely, if I if I didn't have Ozzy, I would definitely put on up there, and if, if he was around for the fourth pick, I bo- I probably would be all over it. So, well, I mean, just look at like.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no, it's fine. I but this Cado guy is. Uh, I he could be top five. You know, just because he just looks, he just he fits the profile of, never heard of him.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so utterly dominant. Gonna clean yeah, up.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: same with castino you know it's like yeah. he, he he has that dave revering feel about him like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know he could fall to the third round and and be rookie of the year candidate you know yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> anyway like guys like that who are who are i'm looking at personally
0: yeah i mean again coddle my only issue with coddle is the the needing to develop that movement from a from a three right now to something else to you know, which I think pushes him. I mean, certainly out of the top five, maybe not out of the first round, but I mean, you know, again, it's like it's it again, it's about what you need because it's like if, you know, well, you got a guy like you got you got a guy like Pat Underwood, who like if you need a reliever, even possibly a closer right now, I mean that guy's a six six eight right now. He's like twenty one years old, lefty, coming out of the draft. Fully developed. He's ready to go. Like he does not have to develop his pitches, you know, and he's a two stamina. I mean, he's a guy who you could if you if your bullpen is a mess, he's a guy you could draft and stick in there right now. And he, sorry,
2: bro, who are we talking about?
0: Pat Underwood.
2: Underwood, yes. Yes, dude. Know, he is. Yes. Absolutely. You're right about that.
0: You know, I mean he's a twenty he's a twenty rated reliever right now. Like yep. doesn't need to, doesn't need to develop anything at all um, coming you know, again coming into the league at twenty, just barely 21 years of age so yep, you know yep. again if you're if you're a team in dire need of some help in the bullpen this guy is you know someone, oh, yeah, someone to take a long look at you know what I mean
1: something we've been dancing around is the uh, the unknown octuplets <laughs>
0: <laughs> right how wow. they got
1: <laughs> up in, the same in the
2: same draft, bro.
0: Yeah. They're just Amazing.
1: like,
2: I mean, it's a miracle.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I still say we got to do that one of these years. Just Bob Unknown, number one through 50. <laughs> go by different ratings. Yeah, exactly. You don't know who it is. I agree. You know, it would be really interesting to see what happens and who you get. I agree. Dude. I, I wonder how far Rick Rain or Rock
2: Rains.
0: Right.
1: You know,
2: right. He's got to go. So I don't know if we, are we pontificating now? Cause this kind of, I want to bring it back to a
0: few things. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So one thing. Well, let me, let okay, me so- interject. So, I mean, I don't know if we, and Charlie ran his one through five. I think you ran through your one through five uh, as well. Yep. Um, yep. so mine, my, I think I got to go, um, uh, Henderson Reigns, Scott, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, and, uh, Uh, give Kirk Gibson a little bit of love throw him up there and then uh, just because of again uh, his leader ability as well you know and uh, he's skill wise if developed just a tick below I think Reigns and Henderson and then yeah I gotta put Dicky Thawne in there I mean a shortstop with those kind of potential those kind of abilities as a a batter Um, yeah I think he's gotta go top 5 plus you know first of all the guy's name is Dicky um, yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> That's what I'm
2: saying.
1: I mean, come on, I'm wearing my Dickie Thon right now. <laughs>
0: um. So, but yeah, I get I get to yeah. Henderson Reigns, Scott uh, Gibson, Thon. Uh, all right, Pontificate, Glenn. What do you got?
2: Well, okay. So two things I wanted to follow up on. One is the four eight eight pitchers, and one is the shortstop because we we're talking about this uh, with respect to Dickie Thon. So the three of us, we have Yount, Molinix and Ozzie Smith. And then, you know, Sean is picking number one. He has, obviously, Alan Trammell. But all the rest of the guys in the league, well, I set aside Manhattan because he has Petroselli, the only guy with any power, right? And then Tim also has a gold glover in Burleson. But that, that's half the league. So the other half of the league, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all their shortstops are seven defense or worse, so Thon is not a downgrade, and for some guys, he's an upgrade. Right. And for all those guys, seven five five is is a upgrade, and in some cases a massive upgrade. So, um, so I hear what you're saying, Charlie. And but uh, again, there's like maybe I think looking at plus one. I mean, there might be five guys that are nine or better shortstop. Everybody else has a seven or worse. So, right. Right. So I do think, um, yeah. It's so Decky improves thing. half the teams. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and then um, the other thing I want to say about the four eight eight, I mean, uh, you know, I always felt like four eight eight was was perfect for exactly the kind of team we're talking about. Your park is pitcher friendly, and your defense is pitcher friendly, so you could afford to sacrifice stuff because you're going to take away hits otherwise, right? You got Ozzy Smith; you're going to hoover up balls, right? You're taking away hits, and then you know you have good control and good movement. But, but look know. at the game now. I mean, I don't know the era settings. I don't pay much attention to that. But just look at the draft class. There's only one guy with seven power, right? Right. So power is an increasingly rare commodity. And if power is super rare, then number one, you want to get it on your team, right? So that tells you you, you want to accumulate power. So maybe Gibson should be higher up in the draft. But, but for pitchers with movement... Maybe movement isn't as important as I make it out to be. Because if there's few guys with pop, right, maybe now you're like, ah, eh, maybe a five or a six or a seven is good enough. And instead, like Lance is saying, you want to focus on stuff, right? Because again, look at the draft. What was your count? 13 guys with seven contact or better?
0: Twelve guys. Twelve guys, seven contact. Or Twelve
2: guys. Yeah. Twelve guys with seven contact or getter. One guy with seven power or better, right? So so maybe stuff is more important now than than movement, right? So anyway, those that's my two pontifications.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing about uh, all that, particularly going back to the pitchers, is that, you know, one thing that I always look for when going after pitchers— um, is I've gone all the way back to to playing in the band box that was Wrigley Field before I moved, was guys who yeah. were grand ball ground ball pitchers. And there are essentially yep. no ground ball pitchers in this draft at all. Which draft. is I think yep. it, I, if a guy was a four eight eight and he was also a ground ball pitcher, then I would yep. be more drawn to him. because there are basically none in this draft, I think there's one guy who's a ground ball pitcher yeah. out of everybody. The 480 just doesn't draw me as much as somebody like Mike Scott, who I think, regardless of what he is, because he's going to have good stuff. You know, he's he's, whether he puts it in the air or not, he's more likely to get to get you know weaker contact. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, again, this is this I don't know this draft pool and this draft is going to be really interesting because again, we've already got some GMs trying to move their early picks we've got gms who we've never drafted with before so we have no idea what their draft styles are we have no yeah, idea how yeah. they go about drafting or what they think of of you know certain skill sets and what attracts them to players and then we've got a lot of like he could be a star and he could be a bust <laughs> and right. like You know, uh, do I want to spend $2 million on a guy who could be a bust, but could be a— It's going to be really—this is going to be, I think, the the first 14 in this draft, the first round, is going to be, I think, one of the weirder drafts that we've had in a while. I could be totally wrong. It may sort of go uh, however you might think uh, according to Hoyle, but I think it's just going to be like— Somebody some guys. so we're gonna see some like submissions of picks where we're like, Okay, that guy, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, why not? You know yeah. Yeah. Well, I think one of the
1: issues is we've got so much time to think about it. Right. Yeah. Normally we would jump right into it and before you <laughs> even know what's going on, you've got your team. And now yeah. it's like uh, I've I've got what the number four pick, I've slotted eight different guys, you know, in that <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. It, it, this shit keeps me up at night. Yeah, it, it's, so, it's so so yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. I think that's a big issue. It's like because uh, now you have time to second guess yourself. Right, so,
0: right. Well, you uh, know, it's,
1: I think that's that's unprecedented in that sense.
0: Well, I mean, the easiest way for guys like you and Pete to not have to do that is just to go ahead and just trade those <laughs> picks away. Let's <laughs> just go ahead and get rid those picks. Then you're not sweating it anymore.
2: You know? uh, just make some trades, have some fun, mix yeah. it up. That's right. my theory. There you go. Okay, what about yeah, this? Can I ask a question? Word? Okay, what about this? There's several guys that have multiple picks in the first round. So, like Detroit, you have 111, and obviously, as the first pick of this, so he has 111 and 15. Right. LA has 2 and 14. Montreal, 8 and 13. So, there's a lot of guys here to your point, the draft is wide open, right? So maybe you want to have two and 14 or eight and 13. Like that's actually not bad because, you know, who knows? Maybe Lamar Hoyt makes it to eight because people are like, Oh, I'm scared off. Right. Well, you could get a 22 rated starter, you know? Right. So like, I don't know. Part of me is like on the one hand, I think it sucks. Again, I'd much prefer, as I said, I'd much prefer, you know, more developed guys. But on the other hand, if you're going to throw darts at it and see what happens, you might as well have a bunch of picks and get a bunch of highly talented guys and maybe some of them stick, you know? Now, so. that was
1: the same with 69, though. That was... <laughs> a lot of a lot of guys had multiple picks. Yeah. I don't know if it hurts or helps. It's just like, like you said, try, trade them and be done with it. Stop thinking about it.
0: Well, I mean, that's to me, too, <laughs> to To... To, to Glenn's point, I mean, it's like this, you know, it's one of the reasons I'm trying to make an effort to trade back into the first round because of the, I think the possibility that somebody with a lot of skill, you know, could fall deeper mm-hmm. into the first round. So it's like, yes. you know, so if there's anybody out there who's got like, you know, a mid to late first round pick that they uh, don't want, you know, please, please they come talk to up. me, they look me up, you know. <laughs> Or, or the idea of like like charlie's situation where he just doesn't know, you're not sure what to do with four like maybe trade down in the first round right tr- you know try you trade to trade to i don't know whatever ten or nine or ten or 12 or whatever and you know maybe you can get a piece get a player and a pick it's still first round pick and you know who knows you know maybe one of those eight guys you have slotted in there right now ends up going at nine or ten or twelve yeah. you know what i mean and you
1: I don't feel so bad about it
0: you don't feel so bad about it, and he's probably, you know save a little bit of change on, a little bit of coin on paying the guy. So, you know. Yeah, any other thoughts? Any other thoughts about the, this draft or this draft pool or uh, any of the players in it?
1: Um, I don't know. Anybody want to predict who's going to be that third round, fourth round sleeper?
0: Oh No, no fourth rounds. So only a third round this time around. Only a oh, third round. Well, I mean, that's, any that's games? the...
2: Uh, <laughs>
0: That's the thing, though. I mean, there's so many dudes with talent, but have so far they have to go that, I mean, there may be several sleepers. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's true. It's, sure. it's hard to know.
2: I like Petrie as my upgrade special. I mean, he's 18. Oh, I'm sorry, 19, four seven six. So, you know, he's no, he's, today he's nothing, right? But he's actually pretty well developed. So if you put him in AAA, he'll put up good numbers. He's 19, he got plenty of upgrade oh, plenty of time to catch an upgrade. He knows like four yeah four pitches and he's got high leader. so I mean those are things that you like. so I you know Petrie is my like you know third round take a flyer on this guy and you you know maybe you're trying to catch an upgrade you can you do worse.
0: Charlie, do you got a sleeper? you got a sleeper pick?
2: Um, I don't know how I don't know where this
1: guy's gonna end up. He might be second round, but like uh, Gary Ward. Mm -hmm. he's 24 20 almost 25 still has a ways to go but i don't know yeah otherwise yeah i I haven't
2: looked at him let me see yeah yeah i remember yeah that's the thing because he's 24 exactly so that's your question is is he gonna develop because yeah his actual numbers are pretty good right he's gotta do it fast yeah but he's gotta yeah he's gotta develop super quick so yeah, like you said, maybe a later round. You don't mind if he, if he busts he so doesn't So I'm going to go with Rick Matula.
0: Rick Matula is your sleeper? Yeah, why not? All right. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, another Rick. I'm going to go with Rick Peters. He is a um, 22-year-old center fielder, 7-rated uh, huh. center fielder. Again, Decent, speeling, decent stealing, decent base running ability. Got a little bit of speed, but he can also play either corner or outfield. Uh, could develop seven contact, five gap, you know, decent eye, decent avoiding K. But also a switch hitter. Switchy, yeah. yeah. So uh, that, that there's a guy who I think, you know, could go uh, late second round, maybe in the third round, and might actually turn out to be something. All right. Uh, any any other thoughts before we wrap this up?
2: Mm. I'm excited yeah. to get it going. Yeah, I'm, I'm not excited
0: not to get it fired up. Yeah. Yeah, let's see it's uh you know, see if we have any you know any action, any uh, trades between uh, now and then where we see some picks get you know, drop picks get uh, moved around and uh I know guys some guys are probably just sort of waiting for the free agency to get done to see kinda of where they sit with who they actually have on their squad, but you Yeah, know, fair enough. But I think we might we might see some we might see some drop picks get moved, I think. Yeah,
1: I feel like Especially after they hear our expert analysis. Exactly. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. People are gonna wanna take on tons of development risk for two and a half million dollars. Like get in. I don't think so. I don't think so.
0: All right. Well, this has been a ton of fun. So you know, this has been our look at uh, the '79 draft poll, and which I think uh, feels like it might be a, a bit of a wild and wooly one. Been a lot of fun. Uh, until next time, gents. Like we like to say, here is to fake baseball. <laughs>